Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Lambert, and this is Jackson Walker Fast Takes. On Thursday, May 13th, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky stated that fully vaccinated people in the United States can resume activities both inside and outside without social distancing and without a mask. As with anything this transformative in our daily lives, there are issues which both employees and employers need to address before everyone can just go back to pre-pandemic behavior in the workplace. So I asked Jackson Walker labor and employment attorneys, Gary Fowler, Sarah Harris, and Brooke Willard to give us their view on what we need to think about before just dropping the mask at work. So Gary, I'll, I'll start with you. So can we just drop the mask and go back to normal? Well, Greg, I think there are several things that employers should consider before rushing out and dropping mask requirements, and particularly dropping those requirements in their entirety. First of all, and most notably, this only applies to fully vaccinated persons. Now, fully vaccinated persons are persons who have received two doses of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine, or the one dose of the Johnson Johnson vaccine, and two weeks thereafter from the last shot. So this only applies to fully vaccinated persons or employees. Secondly, certain industries continue to have a mask requirement. For example, the CDC guidelines talked about the recommendation for all healthcare facilities, doctor offices, hospitals, nursing homes, to continue a mask requirement in place. Public transportation, airplanes, subways, buses, all of those will continue to have a mask requirement for employees and for customers. And third, those employees who work in particularly crowded conditions, the CDC guidelines mention prisons and homeless shelters. There's also the importance of looking at your state and local guidelines and regulations because the CDC guidelines were careful to state that those remained in place. Well, Sarah, while the CDC made this particular statement, the labor and employment groups usually look towards agencies like OSHA when it comes to workplace rules. So what are the OSHA guidelines at this time? Sure, Greg. Um, That has been a big question since the CDC guidance came out last week. What will OSHA do in light of this new, more relaxed recommendation? And uh, as of today, we have some indication on that. Today, OSHA put uh, on its guidance page dedicated to the recommendations for protecting workers from COVID-19 in the workplace, a statement that says OSHA is reviewing the CDC guidance and will update its materials accordingly. And I think most notably is this statement. OSHA says that until those updates are complete, please refer to the CDC guidance for information on measures appropriate to protect fully vaccinated workers. Uh, I think this statement probably helps reduce some of the tension between the OSHA guidance that was issued back in January, uh, which emphasized the importance of masks in the workplace for all workers, uh, vaccinated or not, and the new CDC guidance. So it remains to be seen what OSHA does and and how much their their guidance will mirror the new CDC recommendations. But I suspect we're going to see some of those guidance points regarding all workers continuing to follow protective measures of mask wearing probably fall away. That said, uh, certainly I, I think we can expect many of OSHA's recommendations to stay in place. You know, the obvious common sense ones of good ventilation, washing hands and social distancing where possible. 
Likewise, OSHA, uh, like the EEOC, recommends taking separate and additional precautions for workers who are at higher risk of severe illness and protecting employees with disabilities by providing reasonable accommodations, um, you know, whether that's allowing them to work from home or uh, in a separate alternative workspace that has fewer employees coming in and out, um, those sorts of things. So hopefully we'll see something soon from OSHA. And uh, as Gary mentioned, in the line of uh, state and local authorities shifting guidance as well, We've seen the state of Texas has now also indicated they're in the process of updating their uh, guidelines and checklists for employers and and businesses. Um, So uh, hopefully this week we'll know more on that front. Um, But until then, the prior guidance from the state of Texas continues to be relevant and um, we'll watch for updates. And Brooke, the CDC statement, as Gary had mentioned earlier, says fully vaccinated people not everyone uh, is fully vaccinated and, and there could be multiple reasons for that. So if I'm an employer, how can I verify which of my employees are fully vaccinated? Well, employers may require employees to show proof of receipt of a COVID-19 vaccination. For instance, a photo or scan copy of the employee's vaccination record card. Um, simply asking for proof would not violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. However, employers should not ask follow-up questions that encourage the employee to provide more medical information. So asking why an individual did not receive a COVID-19 vaccine could violate ADA's restrictions on medical inquiries. And of course, upon receiving uh, this information, the proof of receipt of the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, the employer should make sure to keep such records secure and confidential. What other policies should employers review as we transition to this new phase of what appears to be this winding down of COVID restrictions in the workplace? Well, one thing I think this relaxation of the guidelines was intended to do was to encourage people to be vaccinated. And I think employers can encourage their employees to consult with their doctors and be vaccinated, provided that they don't have a medical or bona fide religious reason for not doing so. Employers may also, at some point at least, want to look at mandatory vaccination policies. Uh, As we've discussed in a prior podcast, employers need to consider whether to do that while we're still under the emergency use authorization by the FDA and before the FDA certifies any of the vaccines as being fully safe and effective, which is a much more rigorous test. One thing employers may wish to consider, but probably should consult with counsel on, is a combination of a policy with regard to unvaccinated employees potentially being tested for COVID uh, once or twice a week or for whatever period of time. Now, that probably would be a medical inquiry, probably meets the standards uh, that EOC has put forward, but it's something to consider, but should be considered carefully, particularly given an employer's particular workplace. I think employers need to look at this in light of how many employees they have, how many have been vaccinated or not vaccinated, how much contact do they have with the public, and also how are employees and customers going to react uh, if employees don't wear a mask. Finally, as a last point, employers should make clear that no employee will be retaliated against for suggesting a stricter safety standard or inquiring about safety standards, uh, that's protected not only under OSHA's anti-retaliation clause, but also Section 7 of the National Labor Relations Act for both unionized and non-unionized employers. 
And on that point, uh, in terms of uh, unionized employers, any uh, employer that is considering implementing new or uh, different guidance should certainly consult with the, the union leadership uh, to discuss and, and negotiate that upfront rather than deal with implications on the back end. All right. Well, Gary Fowler, Sarah Harris, and Brooke Willard, thanks for taking the time to explain the CDC guidelines when it comes to masks and the workplace. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. We will have more information about this and other JW Fast Takes and webinars at jw.com forward slash fast. The music is by Eve Searles. You can follow Jackson Walker on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This podcast is made available by Jackson Walker for informational purposes only, does not constitute legal advice, and is not a substitute for legal advice from a qualified counsel. Your use of this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and Jackson Walker. The facts and results of each case will vary, and no particular result can be guaranteed. Thanks for listening.